It's DJ Tati Mia. What you talking about? We are live with Pray for Christian on the first episode of Wrapped Out Radio. I'm your host, DJ Tati Mia. DJ Tati Mia, fuck you. I should put that in there, right? It's like the Breakfast Club. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Philly Breakfast Club. So I've been waiting my whole life to do this because, as y'all know me, I have a lot to fucking say to the world. So, like, I'm just tell you a little bit about me. If you don't know me, I'm a DJ. Been DJing five years in Philadelphia. I throw events. I produce music. I style. I intern for fashion shows, stuff like that. With me is my friend of like ten years. Introduce yourself. I'm Pray for Christian. I fuck shit up. That's what I do. Uh, Pray for Christian. Bigcartel.com. Church on Thursdays. So yeah, I started a podcast because like I listen to podcasts and like the stuff we talk about is just has no substance and it's just not proactive for our culture. Like yeah. they just talk about stuff that media wants us to talk about, like peon pedestrian stuff. Hear, uh, it's really the breakfast club. You know they be like, yo, yeah, yeah, talking to the mic, talking to the mic. All right, so the first question I wanted to ask you: How did you get started doing events? Uh, well, I think maybe like six, seven years ago. Uh. Yo, honestly, I really don't know how we started doing events for real, for real, because, like, you know how the whole Ubik scene started, and then all the kids used to be at Ubik, and it was like, it started out being, like, just because you was into the sneakers, mm-hmm. then it's like, once they started throwing events, like, I met you down there, I met, like, I met Gianni down there, right. I met so many people that I've been friends with for, like, like, 10 years plus now, so, like, just going through that, like, networking and, like, being around um, Yusuf Muhammad, shout out to Yusuf, and he started giving me and Fuego Mayo chances, like, to just, like, curate a couple parties and mm-hmm. shit like that and then y'all know how i am i'm kind of like <laughs> yo we can do this how did y'all start the trap brave trap brave was actually between um shout out guabi boys my uh dear friend penis uh and mayo mm-hmm. fuego mayo they that was their thing and it was just like you know they just needed the energy you know how it was like me frisco and everybody else like we just like if it's a good if it's a good idea we're gonna get that energy. So just like we just behind what they wanted to do and it just kind of snowballed for the next like two three years. Mm-hmm. Was well, like it was like two or three of them, right? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, because then someone fought at the one and it just ended I don't know. Everything. It wasn't my damn party. It's it like no, ended everything. But how did you start DJing? Uh, so like one day, right? <laughs> one day, right? I was just in my room. I had a PC. I had a brick ass PC. It was so weird, and. I just downloaded a virtual DJ just like just playing around with sounds and shit like that. And I actually learned how to like I I fucked with Fruity Loops like a minute ago. It's kinda like sorry. I fucked with Fruity Loops like a minute ago, maybe like back in high school or some mm-hmm. shit like that. But I wasn't really into like the beat making thing. But uh I got the virtual DJ or whatever and then one day mail came I'm like, look, y'all I'm just been playing the virtual DJ. He was like, yo, nigga. Listen, do this, do this, this is the bass, this is this, this is mm-hmm. this is what you're looking at. And then let me know how you like it. Did you ever go to his, like, sets and be like, no, maybe I should try this? Or you just literally just fucking around? No, I just, like, he's the music guy, I'm the fashion guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the business guy. Like, that's what it was. It just so happened that, like, like I think it was Dustin because, too, like, I used to work at this place in Franklin Mills Mall called, called uh, Urban Sounds. Mm-hmm. It was a mixtape stand. That's like, I met Nikki there, I met Meek there, I met Amber Rose there. You know what I'm saying? Like. And the shit was like, we should just sell mixtapes, like three right. for 20. You know I remember that, when people used to yeah, link up, like yeah. when Meek had all the mixtapes out, people would just go to that one spot. Yeah. Yo, you old. Yeah, <laughs> nigga, I'm old as shit. 
So, like, since you've been in the scene so long, like, how has it changed over time when it comes to, like, throwing events? Uh, it was a time, like, maybe two, three years ago that, like, it was hard, especially for, like, minorities. Like, it was hard for them to get into, like, certain uh, mm-hmm. venues and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially, like, you know, like... They don't want the urban crowd. Yeah, and then, you yeah. know, like... I can't I can't even be mad at them. It's kinda like sometimes it'd be like rightfully so just because like certain like like incidents that happen at some of these venues that shut all the way the fuck down. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they ain't gonna wanna let us in there and then it started really getting super minuscule with like right. the place you can go, like you know what I'm saying? So but now I think it's different because, you know, everybody's like DIY with their shit and it's and it's working out, you know what I'm saying? So How did you get Silk City to like believe in church on Thursdays? I don't know. They they called me. Really? <laughs> yeah. They called me like they was watching me for two years, mm-hmm. and I just was like, "Oh, cool." And it was a it was a guy that used to work there uh, named Dennis Shaw, the Dennis, and mm-hmm. my homie Joey. And Joey, she was like, "I do uh I do the social media for uh Silk City, and we've been watching you for a minute. So, like, if you want to do this, we have a trial run for you. They gave me three months." Uh, since we're on a little promo, let's talk about the New York event. Jim uh, New, York, up. New York, uh, <laughs> New York, the first one of uh, many, you know, working on the situation in New York. But New York, October 4th, I went the whole tri-state area out there. Uh, Maggles, Dylan the Gypsy, More Suit Please, DJ Mike Nasty, Peanuts, myself, you know what I'm saying? And plus, you never know who's going to pop up at Kimfolk 90. Uh, it's, on, it's on my Instagram. I, you know. Since you've been around so long, like, people's perception of you, because we always talk about that, do you think it's funny, like, the stuff people come up with because you are kind of, like, in the spotlight when you do you do everything, so, like, people think that they know you on a first-name basis and they just make assumptions about what you do? Yeah, but it's Philadelphia, and it's like, it's like, I'm not even Gilly the Kid, nigga. Like, <laughs> like, I, I think the funniest rumor like, I heard about you is that you're rich and privileged. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> we from South Philly, like, <laughs> like, like I moved, I moved to, uh, like maybe what, like, fourteen, fifteen, maybe, like I moved, I moved to the suburb. That shit was mm. good for me. That's, I don't think I'd be able to do none of this shit if I ain't never moved to the suburbs. I would have right. stayed in South Philly the whole time. Who did you live with? Uh, my mom, like my mom, uh, my stepfather, and then my mom left, mm-hmm. and then my stepfather left, and then I had a career for myself for like a good two, three years, and then my stepfather came back. You know what I'm saying? Shit was getting rough. <laughs> right. So, like, uh, yeah, just was up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just learned a lot because, you know, it's, it's different. You know, like, when you, like, when you born, when you born in the city and then you, you, a, mm-hmm. you a minority going up there, that shit right. is really weird. Like, that shit is really weird. And it's just like, I feel like that shaped me. So that's like, you know, like the, the perception and shit like that, the, the weird, like, rumors we hear and shit all over the year and shit like right. that are just weird shit. It's just like, first of all, we just regular people trying to do mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hop off my dick. <laughs> and secondly, it's just like, yo, like, it, it used to bother me a little bit, but I'm, I'm too, I'm kind of too cool for that shit. Mm-hmm. And now I can kind of show that I'm It definitely I'm used cool to bother me. Because I'd hear stuff for me that'd be so far-fetched that I'd be like, who's sitting there doing that? Yeah. And then when I've seen people that we know personally rise out of here and then they get talked about the same way, I'm like, I guess it's inevitable to live here and be successful and not have somebody say something about you to try to, like, keep you off focus. Right. Because I did get sucked up in, like, what the people thought about me more than, like, what I was really doing. Yeah. And that shit could really, like, throw you off because you're too worried about people you don't even fucking know talking about you. Yeah, you got to know, too, that, like, yo, so it's so weird. It's so weird. So, like, I had a talk with my aunt, like, maybe a couple of days ago, and she just was telling me, like, just, like, about family, just people around you, just people in general, like, 
especially like the people that just be doing a lot of this hate, like they they might not be like right with themselves. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or they might like, you know, like and certain people are gonna show you who they are. So it's kind of just like if you're really trying to do something, like if you gonna still be worried about these people, like it's always like every level of this shit. Right. Like every level, you're gonna get to that point and it's gonna be somebody talking some crazy shit or doing some crazy shit trying to hold you back. Right. It's lit though. So being a creative, like, does it ever affect like relationships that you're in? Like, like you know, like some people are in the limelight and they can't handle like their spouse, like you know, doing so much. Like you have to adapt. Like you have to talk to people. You have to be likable. You have to be out there. Hell yeah, it's 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 rough sometimes. But I mean, you gotta like be adult about the situation too, and then you gotta have like understanding with your significant other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's rough. I got like my girlfriend foreign, like. You know what I'm saying? The shit that I, like, my culture and shit like that, like, she's into that culture. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody else, but at the same time, like, this is, like, really, like, our culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, no knock to her, nothing like that, but it's just, like, when certain shit get deeper and I'm ready to do this over, do this, she might not understand that shit. Well, this doesn't pertain to you because she's a creative, but, like, do you think a creative could date someone that's not a creative? You yeah. You think that could work? Yeah. I think it could work. Uh, I've, dated, I've dated girls that weren't creators and you know, they were very supportive. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, I, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it can get sticky, but like I said, like, you really got to have an understanding with your significant other, like, especially if it's, like, it, it's a difference because I think some people sometimes, too, like, you could be with somebody and they can, let's just say, like, let's just say, like, you're with somebody and they think you're bullshitting because mm-hmm. they see you out every weekend. Mm-hmm. And they come out with you on weekend and <laughs> you really ain't doing shit but getting right. drunk and shit. That's gonna look weird, but if they come out that weekend, or they've come out like a couple weekends in a row, and every day they see you networking or DJing or helping somebody out this way or doing whatever you can to do, like to get in the mix or whatever, anywhere, anywhere in the states, anywhere mm-hmm. in the world, you know what I'm saying? Like they should understand that's like your passion, you know what I'm saying? Right. But if you're just out here, you just in the city right. <laughs> shaking your ass, it's like, and you got a girl or a guy or whatever you into mm-hmm. at home, it's not, it's not cool. Right. It's not cool. So, I know it's a lot of bit social media has been a very big platform to people communicate their issues. How do you feel about artists coming out and putting their business, even with their significant others or, like, friendships or family, like, they try to settle disagreements through Instagram video, as we've been seeing in 2018. What is your take on that? It's ass. <laughs> it's ass. Like, it's just... It's as it's, it's ass and it's weird because, like, celebrities and shit, like, like A-list celebrities and shit, like, I get it. But it's just kind of just a situation where it's like. <sighs> I feel like that goes back to me saying that if you're not comfortable with like not caring about what people think, it's like I feel like they're more so doing it for their audience or like with the blogs or thinking than to be like a thorough or ten toes down and be like, let's talk about this in private and handle it in private. Yeah. Like, let's prove a point to the shade room. Like, <laughs> but you know what's bad? This this is the thing. Like, like you being in New York, like you just we was before you started like turn this joint on whatever like. He was talking about uh, V-Files and shit like mm-hmm. that. When you be when you be behind the scenes, you be certain places where like the big names are. It's like big business going on. You kind of like <clears throat> you can't. Um, excuse me. You can't. I don't want to say you can't be real, but you gotta really kind of find a way to tone that shit down. I realized that. And it's like <laughs> I have conversations with like couple people, like couple a couple people, and it's just like it helped me to be like, damn. I really got to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I personally won't be on the internet. We're both Aries, so yeah. I just realized that about myself, that it's, like, 
the more I've come around celebrities and see that it's like you guys aren't even the people I probably would like, right. hang around or relate to. You guys aren't where I'm from. Like you live in a la la land. Like you guys are at a New York Fashion Week after party with all these like higher ups and all these people, but it's like it's a simulation. Like we all don't really fuck with each other. We're just all here to take pictures and be like, Oh, I was at this show or I was sitting front row here. Like that's why it's a it's a game. That's why I'm like all tapped into my own world because it's a it's a game, and it's literally just like, you know, you know, like maybe years ago, if you want to tap into like some not being real shit and like, like, imagine if we was this age, like in the DMX era or in like the Rockefeller era. That's we could be as real as we want right. to be and get to where we need to get to. Now it's kind of just like you gotta kind of like. Not it's not draining. real, but like, it is. Was, it's like, very draining. Telling me they were so proud of me, like, oh, how was New York Fashion Week? You're doing all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm, to be honest, I was drained the fuck out because it's like, like you said, it's a game. Wrapped it's out, like, taught to me. <laughs> it, uh, definitely was wrapped out, drained out. Like it's just like to see that people only fuck with you because you're somewhere for a week. It's like where was all the love when I wasn't at New York Fashion Week? Like wow, I got into V files and intern, but like last week. I threw a party and none of y'all definitely came. Nobody was proud then, but then now this week, um, in New York Fashion, we did the same shit with South by Southwest. That's that's they people, acted like I ran from fucking president when I got booked. But you know, our, but you know our city too. Like people, they only gonna love you when you maneuver a little bit. They see something. Like I've been doing a lot this week, and I've been like one place. But literally, like just a picture with Tierra and Childish Gambino, and everybody act like this hoodie sold out. Like I sold thirty five of these hoodies. Mm-hmm. And a matter of a couple of days, three weeks ago, and then everybody was like, oh, you got it, like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, because y'all bring merch to your shows. So it's like, y'all don't be going in a frenzy. Like, some some of y'all buy the shit and wear it to, sh- like, your event just to be like, oh, yeah, I got Christian on. But it's like, the line's not out the door to right. get a fucking shirt. Right. And then you see Tierra, Charles Gambino, and everybody's like, damn, bro, you couldn't hold me one. Like, where that's the that thing. That's the thing, with, that's the thing with hold and all that stuff, too, is just like, this this really like that's the thing where I was saying like you know you gotta you gotta see where people really trying to level up or they passionate about shit because like even when people talk about some hold this or I come this and I come get that like mm-hmm. bro we have a website <laughs> like you feel me like I got a website uh, I'll be paying bills for this shit like I'm mm-hmm. I'm in some like shit right now like paying bills for this shit so it's just like yo like even if it's just a big cartel or certain things like that like just paying for certain like certain things for this shit it's just like it's a lot. So my thing is like I'm trying to do it the right way, so it's like, it's, it's legit. Yeah. So I want you to treat it legit, even if you do know me. And, it's, and shout out to some of the people that like support me, that are my friends that really will like never ask me and just go through there. Like I understand if you're down the street and I know you, like you down the street. You know what I'm saying like, how have you want a hoodie? How I got you? Whatever. But I'm like, I'm not about to. No, bro. Where did like, most of your inspirations come from for your teeth? Yo, shit is wild. Like I can't even like, can't even like. That's yeah. I fuck up your whole podcast, yo. Like we were talking about this for hours, like. And it's crazy because last night I was watching, uh, I watch. I was watching uh like the GQ in style shit, and they was talking to Jaden Smith, and they was asking him uh, his five his five style inspiration. I was like, yo, that'd be cool to do and be on GQ and do that mm-hmm. shit, just because he was going to like uh, all the Batman's and Tyler the Creator and Greek gods and shit like that. So that shit was like nuts. But I mean, um. I don't know. I just like to get wild. Like, I just, I really just, like, I get, I draw inspiration. I can draw inspiration from this fucking court, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And this do say court series. It's just like, this shit's got hard. <laughs> it's just got hard. But no, I just, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up on Pharrell. Like, mm-hmm. he everything. Like, all the time. So, right. 
that's just how my mind kind of just works. Okay. So, as we were saying earlier about social media, do you feel like society should cancel artists when they make a mistake or, like, fuck up in life or do something that you don't agree with? You mean, like, cancel? Like, you know how, like, media be like, so-and-so is canceled. Like, all right, 6 oh, yeah, yeah, took yeah. a picture with the underage girl. No, that shit ain't cool. I don't think that shit cool. And it's funny because me and my girl just had this conversation the other day because she was talking about 6 9 But then she, like, like I was saying, back to the culture shit, she knows nothing, mm-hmm. like, that much about it except for when it's something negative or something that's going on, like, I don't think that's cool. I mean, if somebody does some asshole shit, don't rock with it. Like, don't rock with it. I don't think you got to be on the internet talking about some. It fuck really upsets me because shit. I have done. Sh- I did shrooms a week before X died, right. and I was like in the grass crying to my friend, like, "Yo, I have a bad feeling about him because it's masses of people getting controlled by the media to hate one person or like to judge one person." I was like, "This nothing comes good from a media outlet or a music outlet to cancel somebody that they were just promoting." And like feed just negative connotations about somebody because then everyone puts that negative connotation to the person. Now someone can't even make a mistake. Like now that you're a creative or you're an artist, is like in 2018, are we not allowed to make mistakes? Are we not allowed to be human? It's like now the whole world is like fuck X, fuck X, fuck him. And then that shit happened to him right after I talked about that. And that shit really upset me because I'm just like, wow. I know I've done a lot of fucked up shit when I was a young boy, especially yeah. when I was his age. Yeah. So it was like, you guys were to dig up what I was getting into back then to like compare it to how much growth I did now. It's like, what is the point? Like, But you know, even like, you, you keep calling me old head, nigga, you, you low-key old head too now. I'm 24. And it's shit, <laughs> nigga. I just heard uh, somebody say they had grown, uh, famous deck, say 25, you're a grown-ass man, so, you know. <laughs> but, um, no, it's just like, you gotta think about stuff that you went through and shit like that, like, even if you was in like a super limelight or something like that, it's like it's certain things are certain things are different now, and it's like especially because like just people's craft and what they decide to do and how they decide to present themselves, mm-hmm. like you're dead forever. Like if you do something wrong, you're dead forever. I there. went on my I went go through on my old tweets after that shit. And my old tweets were out of pocket. I was calling girls bitches, saying bitches is dumb, fuck you bitches, I'm wrapped out. <laughs> like, really was going in like suck my dick bitches. I was just like, whoa. Yo, like Twitter can get you murdered. Yo. I had to really do a Twitter sweep. I'm murder, like, yo, like, I see why people are getting canceled. But even with the 6 9 stuff, I was just like, I'm really from the hood. And like, it's been times I've been with my niggas and they, they train the bitch, and I would be there, and I'd be like, she'd be in her school uniform. And I know these niggas, oh, maybe shit. like 17, <laughs> 16, she probably like 15. So I'm just like, the fact that he took a picture, he ain't a fucker. His man's fucked her, and he just was there trolling, humping her, and taking you a seen picture. The, you seen the shit with, uh, you seen the shit with Webby? No. And his kids? What? You seen that shit? Yeah, it's some shit with Webby and his kids. It was on, uh, it's on academics page. Um, he ran in, he came to his crib, and he seen what it was like two of his sons or three of his sons and a friend trying to run a train on a girl. They was all laid up. It was three niggas and one little girl laid up in the bed. What? And he videoed this, and he like how to put them on blast. He trying to hide their face and shit. And it's like you know like Webby is you know what I'm saying like Webby come from that kind of like where we kind of come from that kind of class. When I, when I saw it. My friends were getting mad at me. They're like, why are you defending a pedophile? I'm like, you got to understand, when I was 14, I wasn't telling niggas I was 14. You know, if I met a cute older guy, I'm not Absolutely. like, I'm not like, oh, I'm 14. A bitch is going to lie. So I'm like, if a bitch came over and your man's is your age is about to fuck her, you're like, oh, that they're probably the same age. So, yeah, he probably was treating her like a whore, taking pictures with her, messing with her. But I was just like, he was 17. Yeah, she was 14 and lied about it. But, like, he's way older now. I don't really think that he's out there doing this. And then now everyone just like fuck X. He's a pedophile. I mean, he didn't even fuck the girl. He took a picture with her. I think like, X. I think Takashi too. Like nobody knows. Like you know what I'm saying like, and I think like you know like Dex was on camera beating beating his wife up. 
I you know remember what I'm saying? that. Everybody forgot I mean, about she, that. She, Swept she, that shit under the rug. Yeah, I mean, because she forgave him. And, and I mean, he was like, we good you know now. And he, and he learned something from him too. But at the same time, it's just like, that man went through it and seen all that. And then it's just like, just because like somebody like Takashi is getting bigger, it's like, he's always going to be a pedophile. He's always going to be, because he's well, annoying. Now he's a registered pedophile. Yeah. Because he's annoying. And just like, I mean, like, you know, because my thing is like, you know, he in, he from New York and he in like the, he in the, the rap capital. So it's like, you know, they got... They got the rap police out there heavy, so if they don't like something you're doing, you're not playing by their rules. Like, cause still to this day, if he a registered pedophile now, we don't even know if that's still true. Cause he in New York. And it's just like, hey man, like I'm not defending that man either. Like he wild bull, but I mean, I just feel like that whole blackballing people and shit like that, like this whole shit that's been going on with Kanye, like mm-hmm. I don't I don't like it's I don't no matter what you say, it's Kanye. Right. No matter what you say, it's Eminem. The Eminem shit <laughs> had me geek. I was just talking about this with my nigga that he got upset because Earl Sweatshirt was like coming at him. But I'm like, <laughs> but I was watching this in disbelief. I'm like, wait, the hardest rapper ever is in his feelings about the mo- the biggest trolls ever. Yeah. Like he was mad about like genuinely yeah. upset about Tyler and Earl. And I'm like, does he not know these niggas? Like you're on a public platform being really upset about niggas that troll for a living. Like they have a show trolling you for a living and you're really gonna sit up here like I'm just really upset why are they talking about me I'm like <laughs> what happened to the Eminem that is going in on niggas like what happened to like they went away with the drugs <laughs> no for real it's not the same Eminem you see he got the Crispin Wild dad beard and shit like that like right. he ain't he not, not even the like dad beard. no for real it's not even like my thing is like you know and it's crazy cause like you know our community like you don't see no white people lighting him up mm-hmm. Kanye ain't speak his mind like that our community light him the fuck up right I don't like that shit Cause I don't, you know what I'm saying? But then like, when his shit come on, we in the club, we just like forget about no, it. No, like, fuck, fuck even the shit. Fuck even the shit come out. A nigga be in there. A nigga be in there. Adidas, Adidas, Adidas Yeezys, talking that shit like Kanye this and Kanye that. Like yeah, he say some wild shit and the Trump shit and all of this shit. Yeah, this yeah he off the wall, but he might say some shit. You talking all this fuck Kanye shit? You think that shit was real? And your Yeezys. Or you did that shit for publicity. What? When he said um, slavery was a choice. No, I think Kanye crazy, and then even with like the tweet shit, like, see, he's so famous that you can't, he can't backpedal. Like, if you're gonna say that shit, you gotta say that shit in your sentence and your your why and have all your facts and everything. You can't no say no wild shit like that and then just be like, and it then was the opioids. Well, that ain't cool, bro. Like, but I mean, you just got you got watch that shit because you Kanye fucking West. Like, he. Anything he say is like it's it's under a microscope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I just feel like as the most biggest influencer, and that's what he calls himself. Like he looks at himself as a god. He looks at himself as like one of the biggest forces. And that was his argument when the white people didn't want to work with him and give him money. It's just like you know you're that much of a force as a black man. That was your chance not to say some shit like that while Ferguson's happening, black people are dying, Sandra Bland, all this shit's going on. And that's yeah. the first thing you say is that slavery was a choice and that we were, we're choosing to be oppressed. But I mean, I mean, I understand what he was saying because he was talking about the strength in numbers. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he tried to explain that way after and it was just like, duh. But you also got to understand manipulation and how abusers abuse people. Like, they're cutting up your family in front of you yeah, and scaring the fuck out of you. You're not about to go run. Absolutely. I mean... Like, I mean, yeah, we can say that, but You're I mean, there's people's wives in front of them. You're not about to go. Yeah, that's true. Right. We got like Nat Turner's and Harriet Tubman's and shit that wasn't standing for that. To shit. freedom, and they got and they got their crews. You know what I'm saying? And got the fuck out of there. So I mean, you, when you hear people like you hear shit like that, and then hear shit that Kanye's saying, it's kind of like, hmm, hmm. But you just he didn't have he didn't handle facts when he said that shit. Two days later, he was like, uh, let me uh explain what I meant. You know what I'm saying? And then his wife got some. I got a got a black lady out of jail. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And then y'all bought some Yeezys. And then he restocked and y'all bought them again. <laughs> then scoopity poop. Dude, scoop poop. And that's what I'm saying. It's just like, yo, stop talking about Kanye because y'all going to ride his dick anyway. Exactly. Um, it's about to get real deep. I have to actually read it off the paper. Oh, shit. I was talking to you about it earlier. So, like, I've been super obsessed with CERN. They're the people that made the World Wide Web available. So, CERN is, like, a company that's, like, involved with SpaceX and Elon Musk and all that. So, they made a, a computer called a D-Wave computer to study, like, matter. And, like, basically, it was saying that um, it could study the different dimensions of possibilities, like, in, in the world. So, it's basically like a portal. And it's so, like, strong that they haven't put it in a freezer because it's just, like, working so fucking fast. So, basically, they're saying they gave one to Elon Musk, some college, and Google for, like, billions of dollars. And um, Elon Musk is the founder of SpaceX, and his mission is to enable humans to become a spare face in civil- civilization on a multi-planet species by building a self-sustaining city on Mars. So, basically, that's why they gave him that portal. So, they're literally shopping this out, talking to rich white people about it. So, they're, they told us that they're going to go to a different dimension and try to pull the resources out from there and bring it here. How do you feel about this? It's just like a movie. And it's real. Like, and it's just like, it's always going to be a way. <laughs> you know, it's always going to be a way to like. It always sounds so. I don't want to keep sounding like. But he makes rockets. You know, Elon Musk. Right. Yeah, he make, he's already in the works of SpaceX and making rockets and going to different planets and trying to have life on Earth somewhere else. So it's just like, do you think that it's dangerous for them to study the spirit world or like different dimensions and fuck with that? No, I don't. But I mean, because I, I think a lot of people think shit like that is interesting. Like, you know, like I told you, I'm into, uh, I'm in, like, you know, my whole shit is Pharrell. My thing is, I wasn't into none of that shit or like mm-hmm. just even just trying to be like a little bit up on some of that shit until watching certain things with him and being like, hmm. And when he was doing all the NASA, NASA studies and shit like that, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that shit is interesting. But my thing is, it's just like, it's kind of a gift and a curse with a lot of that shit because. You selling shit like that, like you giving that type of power to the government and shit like that. It's like, but we just know uh, how the government. Is. Yo, so, ad, like, anybody watch No watch Stranger Things? <laughs> like, Stranger Things, for for instance, it's like we don't know what the, is in these portals. You don't know what the fuck you're really studying yeah. or really getting into. What's what if something comes out the portal that we don't want to come out the portal? And I just realized that about white government people, it's like. This is why aliens won't come here, because in all the movies, as soon as we see an alien, we capture it and try to fucking do tests on it, and they try to kill us. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you're going to do the same shit. Like, the government and these folks, man, they be doing some... Like, listen, that's why I said something about Snowfall, because, like, for, like, this, like, this era, I think, like, a lot of, like, like anybody that's in the teenage years to, like, mid-20s, they need to be watching Snowfall, because, like, mm-hmm. this is why, like, like, a lot of people's, like... Family members and shit like that is like strung out on drugs. This shit like the government bringing this shit in here and the CIA and all that shit is like so with shit like this. I mean, it's interesting to see if they do it the right way, which like you said, you never can really trust the government, man. So it's like and seeing that shit been like that for a minute, man. So it's just like, oh, no. I don't know. So as a woman, I experience a lot of sexism in the industry. As you know, we talk about it a lot. Um, do you ever experience like girls like coming on to you that you're trying to do business with that make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, it used to. It used to be a little funny. Like you see, a little funny. Mm-hmm. Like I've like I've been in a situation where like you know you, you spinning. I'm just trying to learn my CDJs and a girl just grab my car. <laughs> but I mean, no. I mean, for the most part, not really. Like. I mean, it's you know, it's easier for it's easier for uh for dudes like to keep that shit separate. So as a dude, how like what's your advice to me? Like I've had promoters 
like tell me like oh like what you mad i'm only hitting you up because i think you cute i don't want to cut i don't want to cut you off I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I don't know if I have any advice for you because you, when I talk to a lot of girls, you the girl that I be telling. I'm like, yo, say what you want about her and whatever you can hear. She really be about her business. She really get this shit done. And I be, <laughs> I be like, you might need to go start telling some of these girls. I mean, some people might not want to listen. Some people might not want to be on that. Like, you know, they might think you bullshit or whatever. But it's just like a lot of shit you was getting like. I was the first one, like, telling, like, people, like, male, like, yo, you, you got to realize that she just got the foundry, like, mm-hmm. her and the rest of the girls she's with. That's that's two to three girls getting a foundry. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know they're probably with some shit, but it's just, like, it's always going to be rough. I feel like th- the best thing I could probably tell you, actually, is just probably just, like, you got you to gotta play chess. Like, you got that little bit of, like. You got that little bit of toughness in you. Certain girls might not, and certain girls that don't. But that's what makes them mad. As soon <laughs> as I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And they like, oh, yeah, like, they don't want to work with me as soon as I don't want to flirt with them back. Certain girls that don't, <laughs> man, they might want to get back, and I don't know. But, like, I mean, it's it's going to be like that either way. Like, I'm pretty sure it's niggas out here that's, that's fucking females to get certain places mm-hmm. and get certain placements oh, and yeah, shit like that. The- you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> shit is crazy, like. Depends. <laughs> Depends, man. Depends. Let's see what else I had to ask you. Oh, yeah. Why do you feel like with guys, like, they're not reluctant to take somebody back when they get cheated on and girls are? <laughs> Don't look at the guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's lit. Like, why am I keep doing that? Like, so why am I keep doing it? Doing, I just feel like uh, we're dumb. Like you, you should know. Like especially like, like I don't know. Like you're doing something. Like you should know we're going to probably like do some wild shit or test the water to see mm-hmm. if you're playing or not. Like so I just like I don't know. Like I just always think like girls. Like I give girls a lot of credit. Like y'all smarter than us. So it's like I don't know. Like if y'all do some shit, I feel like y'all could have got out of that immediately, or y'all went petty and it's just payback, or it's just like. I don't know, like. So the, the fact that guys, I don't even. Feel I ain't like, been in that I don't even feel though. like guys cheat more than girls. I feel like guys and girls cheat equally. Why do you feel yeah, that lust absolutely. is stronger than love? Like, if as humans we're we are taught from a young age that this is supposed to be, we're supposed to find marriage, we're supposed to be with someone and start a family. We're programmed that, but still, yet lust ruins relationships. Because of, like the shit you see, like the shit you see in the environment, and then too, like it's just a, it's just a real different time, like. You gotta think. Sometimes people fall. People fall in love through lust, or they just fall in love. Period, and get to lust, and then at the same time, it'd be like at a certain time when you just love, and that honeymoon time be over. It's kind of just like if y'all not connected, y'all don't have mm-hmm. that connection, and start to get like, I want this kind of love, right? And you want this kind of love, and this shit not working out. The next thing you know, y'all hate each other, and you wasted a whole bunch of fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just like. I don't know, like, I, that's why people, like, want situationships right. or whatever it is. And plus, like, it's hard. It's it's hard to, like, especially when you're trying to do something, it's hard to get people to understand, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's hard to try to get somebody on the same. It's, it's hard to try to get what you want to get in life sometimes and still try to have that significant other. You got to really want to do that shit and have that balance, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't know. How do you prepare for your DJ sets? I just fuck shit up. <laughs> no, for real, for real, yo, it's funny because I need to start preparing more. I need to start preparing more like I used to. But, I mean, I can't even lie. I can't even lie to you as lately. Like, I just, like, 
it's whatever the vibe I'm feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but um, for the most part, uh, when I first started out, I know like preparing, I always wanted to be able to like kind of just show them, show them the shit that I wanted to like mm-hmm. show them, like play the shit that I want to play. Because my thing is like being from Philly, playing Jersey Club, into mm-hmm. like I'm like you know, of course I'm like the first person that's playing South Mirror, so it's just like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, playing that into that and then playing that into, like, top 40 shit and then old shit. So, it just, like, that was that was the thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, like, you know, I'm really off the vibe. Because even if I do, like, prepare, like, as far as, like, prepare my music or whatever it right. is, or I still have to go off a of vibe. Like, Jaggy Jeff, um, shout out to DJ Ferno. I meant DJ, I meant, uh, DJ, I meant Jazzy Jeff through DJ Ferno. For real? Yeah. And he was, like, like, just... Basically saying, like, um, and Fern told me this at a uh, church on Thursday. It was like, yo, like, Jeff always say, yo, you got to take them on a ride. Like, it don't matter what you playing on, what you're doing, you got to take them on a ride. And mind you, I don't, like, it's funny with people, like, I don't consider myself a DJ still. And it's been, like, a couple of years. I'm just kind of just, like, I don't know. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, What's I'm, your passion, then, through all of this? The fashion and creating. Okay. Like, real shit. Like, I told somebody, like, I could... I wish I could sit in an NBA somewhere and do all 30 teams, design mm-hmm. all 30 teams, logos, jerseys, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I wish I could sit in, sit in 2K Sports, design all that shit. I wish I could... You do your own graphics, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm I'm trying to... I'm doing a lot of designing for a lot of different people now, but I'm, I'm working on a project now that's, like, got me stressed that I can't really say nothing about yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, it's just designing, yo. Like, I really... Yeah, if I if I got like the right design and gig, you're like people would probably never see me again. Like I know you and Gianni Lee were close when Babylon Cartel came out. Like, did, were you ever a part of that process? No, just like with G, like me and G still close. It's like it's like flying a wall shit. Like mm-hmm. with G, like you're like G. <laughs> you see the Nike shit you just did, right? And two weeks ago, I woke up in the morning, like ten ten thirty in the morning, some shit. He's like, "Yo, what's up?" Like, don't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. Sent me the whole layout. I'm like, oh, shit. That's, like, enough to make, like, I can, like, I almost, like, tear it up a little bit. Because, like, yo, that's a, that's a, that's a nigga from West Philly. A he from, the, from Yeah, he's from the crib. Black man from West Philly. And he, he doing Nike. And he all over the world with, with Uggs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, yo, he's the only black, dark-ass nigga on that right. campaign. That shit is lit. So, right. it's just, like, back in the Babylon days, I mean, shout out to, shout out to Mark. Shout out to Aaron, too. Like. Aaron, Aaron going brazy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, it used to be like on a, like a fly on the wall type shit. But the thing about it is, like Labby and Babylon, like the way we met, we was so much so similar, and it just was like we have to click. Like, what made you come up with Labby? What was uh, the again? Love and value yours. Okay. Um, damn, it's been so long. Right. I'm old. It's like, <laughs> but um, Labby, I don't know. Like Labby, I just I really wanted to. Labby was really supposed to be, it wasn't supposed to be a, a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. It was really supposed to be a creative thing, mm-hmm. like how Donda was before Donda. Like, we did Labby two years before Donda came out. Right. And it just, like, of course, Kanye got, like, you know, millions and billions of dollars that hired 53 people to just be like, you do this, you do that. But it was like, I used to tell Josh, like, yo, you the DJ and the producer will get Will to, uh, be like the the energy guy, the good going guy, and he's the guy that got all the girls. And at the time, I had my homie Sebastian. Uh, he's actually a crazy videographer right now. He 
he didn't know what he wanted to do at the time. And then I had my, homie, my other homie, Ro. He was, like, just, like, on some foot soldier shit. But he didn't know what he wanted to do at the time neither. Mm-hmm. And then it was me kind of just, like, the glue guy and the idea guy and the creator. So it was just, like, I just was like, yo, we're going to do this thing called Lavish Society. Right. And when I told my Columbia homie, he... Yo, he got some shirts from, like, he was in Colombia and got some, I sent him the logo. I did the logo in, like, five minutes, and he got the shirts done. But then we had the shirts. We wanted to make it, like, a click thing. That was, like, mm-hmm. around the time, like, the ASAP shit was starting to pop off and everything else. It turned into something else because, like, we had, we started getting people, like, yo, like, I just want to lab you, Scully. I want to lab you, shirt. Right. I want to lab you, this. And then, like, when we was shortening it up, it was kind of just, like, we was young as shit, too. Like, oh, this is what y'all want? This is getting us girls. Oh, this is getting us girls. getting us a little bit of money. Y'all want clothes? Cool. I'll make a shitload of clothes. That's what I like to do anyway. Fuck it. I'll do it. It wasn't, it wasn't as smart as I did, though. It wasn't as smart as I did. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I did it because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do Pray for Christian, but it wasn't the smartest idea. I know you came out with a harness line with Monica. Do, are you guys looking forward to doing more, like, cutting some pieces? Uh, Yeah, she's actually about to drop a line. I'm actually, I've been working on her her uh her branding for like a good six months now mm-hmm. um yeah she's that harness ship was actually a thing that we just did like because you know she create like she created but you know she kind of like she's not me i'm like the outspoken one you know what i'm saying so it's just like i just put that on my back just mm-hmm. for just for her you know what i'm saying like right. she's like amazing like she's amazing she's gonna do some crazy shit but it's just like it's her time and like it's depending on what she want to do it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so but um I got like I got like probably one more collab with her. Uh, she's she is like my main seamstress too, so I got a lot mm-hmm. of new cut and sew and like the always pray three shit, like the always pray three season. Like we just did like a, a shitload of belts, and uh, I worked on it with her and I worked on it with uh, Aaron from Babylon. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably be out. They'll probably be out real soon. How long has Pray for Christian been out now? Like the brand. This is uh, February be three years. Damn! What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, like three, like three, four years, three years. Yeah. So what made you call it that? Um, I needed something that was like, when I was doing Lord Labby shit, it was like, I was so over the Labby stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> I was so over the Labby shit. Like, I was wrapped out on the Labby mm-hmm. shit, bro. And it's, it was cool, like, cause it's a cool concept and it's, it's everything is cool about it. And that's a part of mm-hmm. my shit. But I just like. I don't know. I wanted to. I wanted to make something a little edgy, make something that was going to be like talked about. Because right. you know, you hear "Pray for Christian." It's right. either like he did the super religious, or if you see what he's doing, you're going to look like. Like if I'm if I'm praying for Christian, like let's say that I just came out here just on some fucked up shit. Like you like, yo, what's wrong with him? Like maybe that's why he prayed for Christian or something. But it just it just was a conversation piece. And then I was like, one day I was sitting in a room and I'm sitting in my room with a couple people, and I'm just like, yo. I just brand all this shit together. This should be nuts. Right. And I know a lot of people don't know your background as a DJ. How many, like, what people that we would know that you DJ for or opened up for? Uh, Bert, Chief Keef. I did a whole show for Freeway before. That shit was, <laughs> that shit was. You know when you pop out. <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was hectic. Uh, Richard Kidd and Amigos. How was that? Very weird. Did you meet them? Did you talk to them? Yeah, Richard Kidd is a dweeb. It's a dweeb. What was he high or some shit? He's just a dweeb. I don't know. I just I did that because it's just like it was a num it was a numbers thing and the money was already sent and it just was like he didn't really need me to like do nothing like. Mm-hmm. like so it just was like uh, yeah, it was just weird. But um, do you get paid more in different cities? Hell yeah, because my thing is like, 
you know, me alone, like, sometimes they'll, they'll look back at, like, just the history. And, like, I don't, you know, I'm not about to be, like, you know what they're going to look at. Right. But they'll look at certain shit, like, oh, okay, sure, you want this or whatever? And then just, like, yeah, like, you'll get paid in different cities. But my thing is, like, I've been telling people in Philly, like, like especially, like, younger people that ask me or just people like my peers, like, mm-hmm. some of my peers ask me. It's just, like, yo. Yo, DIY, yo, DIY all this shit, cause that's how you make that bread. Like, you should know that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's stressful. You lose some money, you'll make a lot of money too, and you'll be better off. Like, that's what I learned. I always told people that like throwing events is a gamble, and it's like that's what you have to have in your head with it. Like, you, you know, when you like resell sneakers, you be like, oh, I'm about to make this flip. I'm gonna get that money back. But like, if you throw an event, you could put like eight hundred to two thousand dollars back and only make eight hundred back, and you have to right. be ready for that. It's sixteen-year-olds in Cali that are like doing crazy buy selling trades with sneakers. They're they're already millionaires. You you, heard, you know about them, right? Yeah, it's like it's like good three or five of them little white kids, mm-hmm. and they're just like yo. It's like you gotta use that, especially with this internet shit. It's just like like when I seen you doing the wrapped out teeth, I'm like yo, it's brilliant. Just because it's just like yo, you gotta get to. I seen Astro earlier today tell somebody like yo i'm yo listen i'm doing my i've been doing my own flyers like mm-hmm. if you don't know that's his aesthetic right. and he's been doing them doing like now you should know and that he like yeah you should right. put that out there and somebody should somebody should pay you for that and that's what i'm thinking like i my whole thing my whole idea the whole christian shit like it's like you paying like you paying for the idea i'm giving you an idea and experience like mm-hmm. the whole from the dj to the clothes to anything we're gonna do under the prayer for christian umbrella because it's like you got brand. It's not just about just branding it, but it's just like it's like bringing them into a world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. would you want to DJ at clubs or no? Is that not your thing? Like what clubs? Like bottle service meat clubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like you know how there's different scenes. Um, it it got it. It had to be for something like, like I ain't going front. Like, I would like to touch Noda. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to experience it. But um, no, nah, it's not really my thing. Same. But I'll do it. I'll do it in certain cities and certain things. It got to. It, it depends on what the occasion is. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, if you're going to tell me uh, the Sixers going to the finals mm-hmm. and me oh, going to yeah. be there and y'all want me to DJ, yeah, nigga. And Have I'm you ever DJed niggas. a festival or do you want to? No, I need to DJ a festival. The closest, <laughs> the closest I've seen, like, I've gotten to DJ in a festival, shout out to Swizzy. Swizzy, oh, yeah. Swizzy brought us out there and we style him or whatever. And he just like, yeah, I got to just be on the stage and just do whatever. And we was with his family and shit like that. And that shit was, Swizzy, Swizzy my homie, like, called me every day. So it's just like, it just, it, that shit was cool, man. To see him, like, he's like a, yo, he's. He's young as shit. He's like a vet in that, right. that festival world. You know what I'm saying? But that shit is like, that festival shit is nothing like it. Like I think it's funny. I always tell my friends, like, before I was a DJ, all my friends were doing way more shit than I was. Like, we were around people that are famous or almost famous. And then just to be there and just be like, damn, like, I f- what, what am I supposed to do? Because why am I attracting so many people that are just, like, up? Like, and I had to really figure out, like, what's my thing? Because why is everyone around me doing it? And they getting a lot of fucking attention, but I'm just their friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's why I even said you inspired me, to, like, when I was younger. Like, I was about 15 when I met you. I didn't do shit. I was just doing drugs and just partying. And I was just around people, like, that had your mind of branding and, like, throwing events and, like, actually making money from the, the culture. And I was just like, wow, like, these niggas is, like, 10 years ahead of me. Like, I need to fucking figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what's up. And I, I, it's crazy because I just be trying to tell people, too. I'm like, yo, like, if you start getting it popping and they looking at you a certain way, this is just a fucking city, bro. It's a city. This mm-hmm. is, the world is so big. Right. If you got something and you cool and you secure and you leveling up and shit like that, if you can help people out, help people out. What like, does your dad think you do? Well, you know how parents just be like, 
No, my pop. My pop. Do something. Okay, I see. My pop. My pop. Always. You know, he, my pop know it's lit because he he was in the house with Samir. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like little Uzi Samir. People probably don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> he know. He he knew. Like he knew what was going on. And then it's like you know like. He, he he'll tell people like yeah you know Lou like he always come Lou man you know Lou man doing the clothes and do the door whatever <laughs> but it's just like he like he just I mean he just knew what's up like he just knew what's up but I mean I'm talking about him right here uh, right what's your sister like how does she include in the stuff that you do does she do any of that no 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 she just she's just a cool looking person <laughs> cool spirit she just be around you know what I'm saying she's always I, I say with me though she like I can always say she was mad supportive like mm-hmm. just because like. I don't know. It's just like it's she like she really rock out like it's like on like a gang thing. Like I, she'll be, wherever she she could be. I don't know. She'll be anywhere away from me. She'll be wearing some Christian shit. Mm-hmm. She could not be talking to me. Like I haven't talked to her in months. She might be wearing some Christian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is how the shit go. You have any other siblings? Yeah, I got a. Uh, yeah, they wherever my biological father. You know, you know that story. Typical yeah. story. I'm the first though. So, where? So, I'm, the one and only. <laughs> I'm the first out of a bevy of uh, little niggas mm-hmm. and uh, bitches. Excuse what high school me. did you go to? I went to George Washington. How was that? Was it ratchet? George Washington was fucking great until <laughs> I got kicked out the last two months. What did you get kicked out for? Um, it's, this lady Miss Hughes, man, she was a bitch. Like she just was gunning for a nigga. Like you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing no wild shit. Like you know what I'm saying? I was just trying to get fly. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I wasn't even like. I wasn't even doing none of the crazy shit I used to be doing or just like, I, I, she just right. kicked me out. She just kicked me out. I got my diploma from Lincoln. I dropped out two months before graduation and you're going to laugh why. I signed up for Power 99 <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, yeah. a meet and greet for Chris Brown and I spent three days without sleeping, eating, tweeting Power 99 and they picked some girls that put I love Chris Brown with their titties out and body paint. And I was like, my um, my teacher came in and she was like, "Hey, you guys, like, you're about to get senioritis. I'm just gonna let you know it's gonna be a workload this week." I was like, "Fuck this, I'm done. Like, I'm dropping out." They're was like, this, "What's wrong with you?" Was this was this, <laughs> was this like was this like <laughs> like yo yo era Chris no, Brown? No, 2012. Like wall to wall Chris yeah. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pet- I'm devastated and I'm just like, what's the meaning of life anymore? Like, I can't meet Chris Brown. I'm about to have. So I'm about to have all this work because I'm a senior. Fuck this shit. I was like, I'm about to just go trap. Like, fuck it. And I had all my friends around the table, like, whispering, like, I will do your work for you. Do not drop out. And I was like, I don't want to hear nothing that y'all talking about. I'm not coming back. And I literally dropped out for a whole year to trap and just be a hood nigga and not do anything. Shut <laughs> You crazy. Shout out to Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris Brown got you out here trapping out the band doing all that good yeah. shit. Yeah, but yeah, I hated high school. I was like an urban legend. Uh, high school, I was, I wasn't. I don't know. I can't really say I was popular, but I wasn't no fucking dweeb neither. I just was really like just to myself. The thing that got me off was the clothes. Mm-hmm. The you know like, I I was the first nigga wearing ice creams and BBC and shit like that. Yeah, I told someone that. Yeah, like, I was that's the first person I saw. I was like, who is this? Yo, in no tenth, like this yo, nigga. in tenth grade, right? In tenth grade. I went through this phase where, first of all, it was always like, I was playing ball a lot. So, like, like all types of different leagues, AAUs and all types of shit. I literally, like, uh, was into, like, the Jordans and the Polos and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yo, they used to clown me. Like, they used to be like, I'm Carlton. I'm Carlton out here. I'm fucking Steve Urkel with my Polo and my Jordans. They used to be killing <gasps> me. They used to be trying to kill me. And then the next year, 
I was on ice cream and shit. Niggas was wearing UGG boots and polos. And I hate that phase when hood niggas start like, wearing skinny damn. jeans and uh, Uggs. I was like, damn. <laughs> damn, that shit is crazy. I was like, for real? Word? Even now that I see hood niggas wearing, like, Vans and trying to be goth boy, like, everyone wants to be so fucking emo. That's what I wanted to talk about. I'm so happy we got on the subject. I'm sick of everyone being fake depressed. Do you think people are being emo or you think it's a style? Because I, I think it's a style. No, this branding online where people will act like just mad dark and just saying mad goth shit and just mad like dark shadow boy and like <laughs> heart, heart, heartbroken beyond repair. Like, like I'm just like, that's that's just not attractive. Like, I don't know why your branding is that I want to die or like, I feel like ever since like little Pete died, everybody has this like... I don't know. I'm 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 real life bipolar for like ten yeah, years I'm now. Real life bipolar. Like for like ten years, I got diagnosed like 2009. Are you dead ass? Dead ass. Just been ten years like this year. AKA you're just Aries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody else said that too, and I'm just like, look. But no, like I don't, I don't, uh, I don't take that. Sh- I don't, I don't pay attention to that shit because that shit is like delicate to me. I don't. No, Nick. No, all right. I'm only saying this for Brandon because I'll meet these people. That are so emo online. That's what I'm be, saying. That's and they I'm be like. like living it up, having so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And like they act on Instagram like they live this dark, cold world. And I'm just like, what's that about? Like now, now hood ass niggas walking around with chokers and like golf I'm just saying pants. This. If you live a dark, <laughs> if you live a dark, cold world, yo, you, <laughs> a lot of people ain't never. If you really and if you really about that life, a lot of people ain't never going to know it. Exactly. They going, they, if they. The most they're going to know about it, they're going to maybe, I guess, hint around. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But that should be delicate to me because it's like, yo, like, like two years ago, shit was real rough. Like, real rough. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just like. Yeah, nobody year, know. A year ago. Yeah, nobody's not supposed to know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially because, like, you got dweebs out here be mad because I throw a couple parties. They might try to tear me down. Right. I don't need that right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that whole shit. Like, I. Maybe, maybe because it is delicate to me. What do you do about your bipolarness, though? Like, how do you work on it? Well, I used to be on, I used to be on medicine for like Does two, it work? three years. No, nah, it's been off medicine. That's why I smoke so much marijuana. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you think it's more so of a tolerance thing of bullshit, or you really just like some days you just snap out? You just have a low tolerance for bullshit. No, nah, I mean that's that's the, that's some area shit right there. Like, because I definitely have a low tolerance for bullshit. But I mean, like. I've always been patient, like, through childhood and shit like that. But now it's just, like, I mean, when, like, teenage years, like, I didn't know what it was. And my thing is, I used to always think, like, it was a it was a good thing. Like, when I first sat down with a therapist, I was like, yo, it's a thing with girls that trigger certain shit. And they'll start diving deeper and deeper and, like, using this as a decoy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not to get all deep and nothing like that, but it's just, like. No, please get deep. It's a wrapped out radio. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just, like. I don't know at this like this age now it's been like ten years so it's just like I'm kind of just like trying to be positive because my thing is like I could really hurt myself mm-hmm. and it's like I got situation now I got like I I'm older I, I have to live for people right. and I'm not even like I'm a very selfish person but at the same time like I know who got me and I gotta have them like you know what I'm saying and it's just like it's it's a lot of people now nowadays you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying but at the same time it's just like it'd be like being me like as far as like just like mentally like that shit get rough that shit get real rough and it just like the best thing right now is i'll be mad positive like this year been good because it's been a lot of fucked up shit Same. like mentally that happened to me this year but i just really just was staying positive like you know what i'm saying like, i've been studying buddhism a lot for like six years now i feel yeah. like without that i'd probably be locked up somewhere but just living in philly in general is very toxic like 
all my friends are always dying. Like, people are always going through shit. I realize people are, like, when they get suicidal, they reach out to me because, like, I give good advice. But then I've had to... Re- people don't realize that, like, all these people coming to me for shit. I'm going through my own shit. Like, one of my close friends, when I was on tour, she overdosed. She killed herself, like, with heroin. And I had to DJ as soon as I figured out that information, like, an hour later. And I was just, like, stuff like that I have to carry with me every day. And, like... People come to me when they're like depressed, and I'm just like, but what about when I'm depressed? Like, it's hard to just be like that figure where everyone's like, oh, she'll be alright, she's strong. Like, when yeah, it comes it's to it's a it's a couple people, like including yourself, and a couple people that you know that I know that like I'm I'm cool with that you might not know that I'm really that cool with, but I'm really be that cool with, and I see certain shit they go through and seeing certain like and hearing their stories and shit like that, and I just be kind of just like, yo, like I just me personally, I just mentally just have like a lot of different things going on. These people be going through some crazy shit that take them to that. Cause everybody, like you know, nowadays you know they could say everybody got some mental issues, mm-hmm. and that is that is true. But at the same time, it's just like yo, like you know, like certain people have been like this for a while. Like you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to say like, well, look at me because I've been like this, and now just because of drugs and mm-hmm. and the mumble rapper phase, this is how you are. I'm not saying that, but it's just like, like you know, like Vince, like you witness a lot of deaths. Like, that shit can make us make anybody go crazy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that can make anybody go into a whole different mental thing. Like, No, yeah, no one ever checks up on me. I hope people realize that, too. Like, people are so desensitized by the internet. I'll put a picture of someone dead and, like, put a whole paragraph about how we grew up together. Mm-hmm. And, like, I went to their funeral. I missed them. Nobody will say shit to me about it. Like, nobody mm-hmm. at all. And I just, like, that's how our, our generation is, that we're so, we see so much death online nowadays that it's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, and it's just like, yo, like, I just, you got to check on people, period, man. Like, and it's like, that's something I, I'm very, 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 very bad at. Because it's just like, I, I'm very, I'm I'm super, like, like, mentally, I'm super delicate with certain shit. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, when I, that's the reason why, like, the whole Pray for Christian shit, I'm like, it's in my own world. That's where the Blue Ridge Mountain shit came from, the Join the Cold, Always Pray. Like, it's really about being in your own world because it's just like, yo, sometimes it's just like, yo, like, sometimes it's just, I don't know, it's too much, like. I've even seen, like, I've had a good week and talked to a bevy of y'all, and all y'all have bad weeks. But it'd be, like, something, like, for real, for real, like, somebody might go to jail, somebody mm-hmm. got killed, somebody overdosed, somebody might might do a fucking 10 or 15, and it's just like, yo, this shit real. Mm-hmm. And it'd just be like, man, like... But that's why I keep pushing. Like, people don't realize being from Philly, like, being from the hood, and then the fact that I be in the streets with hood niggas and be on the block, and then I go to V-Files for that fashion week, and I'm around all this fake shit. It's like, that's what kind of pushes me to be authentic and just keep going, because there's not a lot of people in the industry like us from Philly that we go through real shit, and we're actually in the industry, and we can, like, be both sides, like, parallel with the hood niggas, real ratchet shit, and then still go talk to people about business. There's not a lot of people that could, like, handle it. I think... I remember we was one day we was at your crib. We was talking about we was talking about something like that, yo. And it was like it was your other homie was around. And my sister was with me. Mm-hmm. Damn, with Kyrie. No, Kyrie wasn't there. Okay, exactly what we was talking about, but it was it was some shit like that, yo. Damn, lost the train of thought. I mean, it's fucking it's it's hard. Like people think they look at me as just like that don't know me on Instagram as a little light skinned cute girl. Oh, um, and they don't fucking know. That's what you said. Up. You were saying shit like. Nobody like when I was telling you certain shit, you was like, damn, I like I've known you for years and I wouldn't have known you was like moving like that or that shit was really going on. Nobody's supposed to know that. Like it's even like yo, know, like even like little niggas like that be in the streets, like, why you wanna put that on Instagram? Why you want niggas to know that shit? 
Why are you talking this loud That's outside of this party about, about that shit? all these niggas that come out of rappers. It's like, if you really was from the street, you know that you snitching on yourself and your niggas. Like, man, listen. <laughs> street shit is like, when you, really, when you really in that shit, yo, like, you gotta be so like, <laughs> you gotta be like terrified to almost speak. Not terrified, but like, be like, yo, like, nigga, this is a matter of life and death for me. Not like, fuck the niggas out in the street. I'm saying like, anything to get a nigga knocked. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you be saying something and not know who you talking to. The real nigga niggas that I know don't even know how to work Instagram. That's good. Because they're so on the street that they like. That's, that's little baby said that. <laughs> little baby said that. Thug yeah. and them had to teach him how to work Instagram. Yeah, that's that's a lineage. That's like lineage of like hood niggas. Like especially you know down there in Atlanta and shit, them niggas. Like they be down there, they have like whole like, you know how much respect thug get in mm-hmm. fucking Atlanta, yo. Like. They will, like, that kilt shit, the skirt shit, play with him if you want, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, then that's, like, he don't need to be like that, but, like, he got that respect. And the thing is, they be saying how humble he is, like, how humble he is, how respectable he is. Like, I seen Samir saying some shit in an interview about how he taught him how to, like, like put his money in right, right places and take care of his family and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And even, like, uh, I think uh, Childish Gambino, he was on an interview talking about how much... Uh, Thug is just like a like a calm, genuine soul, and it's just like we'll play with him if you want to, though. Right. And it's just like a lot of hood niggas be like that. A lot of hood niggas be like that. I don't like that men can fight somewhere, and it's like called a scuffle or a bar fight. But if I fight somewhere, someone talks about it for like years. Like I remember someone came up to me and was like, "Oh, don't hit me because I know you like to fight." And I was like, "When's the last time I fought?" <laughs> and I was like, "When's the last time I fought?" Like, let's talk about it. Like. Four years ago, he was like, "But I remember that time you be so and so up at Stunt Loco," and I'm like, "That was I was 17. I'm 24. Why are y'all still talking about it? Like guys fight at a bar all the time, and nobody cares. They're like, oh yeah, stages was rumbling. But as soon as a girl fights, it's like such an outrage. Like even with the Nicki Minaj and Cardi shit, like when you try to handle stuff the way you want to handle it, everyone wants to call you crazy, but no one knows what pushed you to that point. Yeah, yeah, man." Yeah. Like, cause I've had my two shares of fights in the scene, and I feel like people will talk about it forever and ever and ever. I'm like, bruh, shit happens. Let well, you it gotta understand. Up. You gotta like, understand people too. Like, that's nothing. Like, I don't call this whole like when people say the scene. It ain't no scene. It's not no scene. It's niggas that's doing stuff, and it's spectators. Right. It's niggas that's doing stuff, and it's niggas that come out on the weekend. It ain't no scene. Cause for real, for real, just like. Those people that be saying that shit to you are people that got nine to five and don't give a shit about what you're doing, don't give a shit about none of this. It's just when you going to throw a party, when you DJing somewhere, that's when they going to want to be able to come out. Mm-hmm. When you drop something. Let's talk about you guys not trying to pay to get into events. Because that shit gets the <laughs> fuck on my nerves. It could be five. I remember the first event I had, I had you DJ. It was my, when Gucci Man got out of jail. That shit was popping. They, track it was, I made it $5 just so everyone could come. Niggas were begging me like, yo, can I get it for free? I'm like, it's five fucking dollars. Like, why is Philly like that? Like, why can't you pay the five dollars? I just spent money on the DJs, money on the liquor, money on the venue. You can't pay me five dollars? Now no. y'all all want to play the let out? No. <laughs> you can't get five dollars. Either the venue too hot, or they don't have nothing to eat. Uh, Came late. My bus about to come. Not the bus. My phone about to die. I need to catch an Uber. I don't have nothing to wear. Uh, my man said he's going to come. I can't smoke in there. Oh, yeah. Hood niggas. Please stop asking me, can I smoke in there? When I send you a club. Or no, a I'm going to keep it being. I ain't going to try to be funny, though. But I'm where I'm at right now in my business, I don't, I don't even give a fuck about if, if those type of people. I don't even give a fuck about that. Like, 
But no, they dead ass be like mad when I be like, no, and they be like, what? And I'm like, it's a venue, a club with security. Like, yeah, I don't, it's not my, it's not my house. Like, like for real, for real, you shouldn't have to, uh, you shouldn't have to do a whole manual and a tutorial about a party or anything that you're doing. And you know, it's funny. It's just that's just how motherfuckers like, you know, like how our people kind of want to be like. But it's just kind of like, man, the scene right now that's really like like popping is like that gay Vogue scene, mm-hmm. and then like. The uh, you know the white people eat up everything. I was just talking about this. I was like, I gotta get the gays to fuck with me because yeah. they don't. Because I'm such a tomboy that like you know how they be like, yes, bitch, yes, you cute, and I just be like, what's up? It's one outfit. Like, it's one outfit. <laughs> <coughs> it's one outfit and like maybe yeah, it's one outfit in a set of way. Like you just gotta be in the right places. Like I actually, you guys, am DJing a gay polyamorous party next week. Mm. So actually, I gotta get the. That's hair in New York. It's in Philly. Okay. I was like, I feel like I spoke it into existence because I was like, damn, like I haven't never thrown like a party for like gay people and I'm like bisexual. So like, I feel like I should do that. I'm a person that just like, I seen that shit. I had to be, I had to make sure I was like 100% comfortable with being there and seeing that shit. And then I went in there and experienced shit. And one time, it was a long time ago, it was like me. Uh, well, actually, it was Ma- it was Mayo. Mayo was DJing at Boyer with mm-hmm. Guns Garcia, and they had TT the artist there. But it was like they sponsored it as like a labby situation and a mad decent situation. And I was there. I was just partying. I was there with like the uh, the guaps and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just a good time. It was a good time because I was just like, I mean, we had girls with us that we knew, so it's like, of course, you know, you know, any now and then, I'm still a nigga, so I'm still like, uh, I'm comfortable, but just in case, like. <laughs> So it just like so it just like uh, they actually what, support people yeah, like when they, it comes yeah, to them, that's what I'm they'll saying. pay the full price. They won't. And you got you got to think about it. We in Philadelphia, everything like that too. Why they close clubs close at four and five mm-hmm. in Philadelphia? You know what I'm saying? Because they're they're all about fun. Like I've heard stories from friends that tell me like, yo, I went to the gay I went to the gay club, whatever. I'm talking to somebody, they was trying to try me. Like I'm not gay. It's, oh, I'm sorry, but yo, you're just playing whatever. Whoever you with, you can come whatever. Mm-hmm. Next thing I'm in, I'm in the penthouse. All this free liquor. Jacuzzi, looking over Philadelphia, not even knowing that my city like got shit like this here, and I'm just like, yo, and it was just all a good time. So you know what I'm saying, that shit's cool. But that's cool. Hey, you had Hello. some visitors. Ignore this right now. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Will. Shout out to Will. Will in his great, in his great fate. No, he had a, he had a. Uh, they had a um, freeway, like the freeway uh, Rec Philly shit they did. Whoever edited his feed, yo, that shit was amazing. What? You should have seen it. Like, the graphics on his feed, bro, the ombre on his feed. Like, yo, that graphic designer, shout out to them, yo. Like, whoever it was. But, but yeah, that wraps up episode one. I want to thank Pray for Christian to be my first guest making history. This is going to be beautiful. I'm never doing this shit again. Oh, my God. It's like, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> shout out to you. Talk to me and fucking talking about. you want to promote? Keep them on your toes. Stay updated. Doing it. Yo, you got a big following. Hold up. Yeah, yo. So listen. All right. Always pray three. The season collection is about to start. Um, I'm going to drop two pieces on Sunday. And we're just going to keep dropping clothes. There's going to be a lot of clothes and a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of whole things. And I'm trying to design for a lot of people too right now. Um, holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got graphics you know what I'm talking about. But um, 
I do be busy too, so don't holler at me saying no, I'm just playing. Go to djtatimia.com. That's D-J-T-A-T-I-M-I-A to stay updated with Wrapped Out Radio. You can see me next week at Sanfoca House at 906 South 49th Street in West Philly. Ew. Oh, yeah, church on Thursday next Thursday in Philly, Silk City. What's the address? You know. 435 Spring Garden Street. Should I better know? I've been there for like a year. <laughs> um, yo, Church on Thursday, too. I just want to let, like, it, I know, like, a lot of uh, DJs are probably going to be listening and shit. There's a lot of DJs that are, like, I'm pretty cool with that I haven't worked with. And there's a lot of DJs that, like, kind of been cool with me. And, like, i just been meeting them this year. And they need opportunities and shit like that. This is the next couple months of Church on Thursday, like, in Philly. Like, the, the rest of the end of this year, that's what it's going to be like. So... It's not going to be a lot of me. It's going to be a lot of them. So. All right. It's fucking lit. I'm wrapped out. If you want to suggest anything that we talked about, Twitter is I'm God, though. I-M-G-O-D-T-H-O. Hashtag me at I'm wrapped out. And that is it. <laughs> <laughs> it's DJ Tati Mia. What you talking about? <laughs>